Yes, hello, welcome back to another episode of Rob and Darren Made a Podcast. The longest running episodic podcast we've made in the history of the podcasts we've made. New episodes are released every Thursday at 5pm and made available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, plus anywhere else that you listen to your shows. Supplying us with our film fix is former Arkham Asylum inmate Monotone Matt, although these days he's not really monotone, he's like polyphonic Matt, but that doesn't quite rhyme, does it? Um, he's burdened with the glorious purpose of selecting all the movies we watch, and Matt helps us journey through the alphabet A to Z. All films selected must be available on either Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, or Netflix, and they can't be movies that Darren and myself have previously seen, unlike last week where that didn't really work. Because uh, I'd seen it. Uh, that's not the case this week, though. Today, you join us at Q for Quiz Show, the 1994 film. Wow, 94. <laughs> Directed by Robert Redford, starring Ralph Fiennes, John Turturro, and Rob Morrow. As usual, there will be spoilers in this episode. So coming up, we've got the Quiz Show, Inside a Quiz Show. It's getting meta here, isn't it? Uh, and we find out what the film critics think about quiz show from their professional mouths and Darren and myself will be sharing our thoughts on this story of a young lawyer Richard Goodwin as he investigates a potentially fixed game show Charles Van Doren a big time show winner is under Goodwin's investigation enter stage left pursued by a bear it's Darren hello hello all right Rob all right everybody thanks for joining us um hope everybody's enjoying the sun it's glorious out there um but first up um with an eye for the news, but a face for radio, it's me, Darren, with the weekly news. Rob, bring in Big Ron. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Stop what you're doing and listen. So, Greenland proved to be something of a delightful surprise earlier this year in the UK. A disaster movie from Angel Has Fallen director Rick Roman War and starring Gerard Butler that managed to find a subtle layer amongst all the extinction level event action. Now they're getting the, bang, the, the band back together for a sequel called Greenland Migration. So, we guess, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen the first. The original saw Butler's John Garrity and his family, including wife Alison, played by Marina Baccarin, trying to reach the safety of a bunker in Greenland when a comet threatens the Earth. Now in the follow-up, written again by Chris Sparling, John, Alison and their brood must leave the bunker and embark on a perilous journey across the decimated frozen wasteland of Europe to find a new home. Rob, did you watch Greenland? Never heard of it. I thought you were talking about the Euros. I was like, I didn't know they qualified. <laughs> Is that Amazing. even in Europe? A film that I've seen. Bottom. Is that even in Europe? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> haven't seen it. Greenland? No, no, it's uh, Canada. Oh. That's the whole point. They need to get out of America, cross the border to Canada to get to Greenland to a safe bunker. It's a really, really good film. I, I, I recommend watching it. It's absolutely brilliant. Hmm. Very, very good. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, while the recent focus of Lord of the Rings attention has been on the sprawling Amazon TV series that digs into the story's deeper past... A big screen to the world of J.R.R. Oh, Tolkien's work has been quietly planned by New Line and Warner Brothers. A new standalone anime film called Lord of the Rings The War of Warrim, I think, I've probably butchered that, um, is now in development. Anime veteran filmmaker Kenji Kamiyama, they're not making this easy for me, <laughs> are they? Is on board to direct, working for a script by the Dark Crystal, the Age of Resistant writers Jeffrey Addis and Will Matthews. The story will depict the bloody saga behind Helm's Deep, the fortress depicted in The Two Towers, and the man whose honour it is named, Helm Hammerhand, the legendary King of Rohan, who spent much of his reign locked in a prolonged and costly war. Rob, do you like the Lord of the Rings? I tried to get into them, but it wasn't for me. Oh, I think wasn't great, me. but just the, 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 all the graphics and stuff, the massive fight scenes and the thousands and thousands of warlocks and monsters and this, that and the other, they're just, oh, it's just so, so good. I'm so, more so a Harry good. Potter kind of guy. Oh, don't get me wrong, I love Harry Potter as well. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, big fan of Lord of the Rings, so I'm quite looking forward to that. I'm not a big fan of cartoons, but cartoons are a bit harsh, I suppose, but I'm quite looking forward to that. Um, finally, with the news, um, Knives Out again. Ads every uh, week, Jessica. <laughs> you every week, yeah. Well, every week there's a new actress or actor being uh, confirmed. 
Uh, Jessica Yu Lee Henwick this time has been confirmed. Uh, we know Daniel Craig is back as crafty drawling detective Benoit Blanc investigating another crime with a wide field of suspects. This time around he'll be in warmer climes as Johnson and Co are shooting in Greece this summer. And around him will be cast that includes Catherine Hahn, Dave Batista, Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr, Edward Norton and Kate Hudson as previously discussed on this uh, pod. Uh, and then finally, three birthdays as per usual. Oh, hurry, boy. hurry. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let Ron get through it first. I mean, Bless that him. really got out of hand fast. Thought I was nailing the timers this week. Just off again, damn it. Ron's <laughs> a bit dramatic, isn't he? It's like, any, oh, any. That got out of hand fast. What are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway. Right. So, um, birthdays then. So, John Goodman um, is turning 69 this upcoming week. I thought he was older than that, to be fair. Um, what age did you say? But um, He's 69. Wow. Did you just want me to say 69 again? Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, okay. Nicole Kidman also coming up. Um, she'll be 54. Still looking pretty good at 54, although there's a lot of plastic in there, I think. And um, Chris Pratt. Pratt will be 42. There's a lot of Lucky plastic in there too as well. So Chris Pratt. Sorry, say that again? There's a lot of plastic in there too. In Chris Pratt? Yeah. Do you think so? Don't know. I don't have any evidence for that. I just felt like saying <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any evidence for um, Nicole Kidman, to be fair. Um, I might be well off the mark. I don't think she's got plastic inside of her. I don't know. The, the, the brow seems a tad um, stretched. And the lips look a little solid, but you know, who am I to um, judge? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, how old did you say Chris Pratt's going to be? Forty-two. Forty-two. Wow. Chris Evans last week was, um, or this week, as in fact today, as we're recording, Chris Evans is forty. So next week, um, with the pod out, um, Chris Pratt will be forty-two. I mean, he's not looking bad for forty-two, is he? I mean, it's still quite young these days. Yeah. Still quite yeah, young. I think so. I'm, what, 41 in a month and I still feel like a spring chicken. You've got uh, washboard abs and pecs going on, haven't you? You've got all that. You're like a, a god from Asgard. You said it, mate, not me. Not one to blow my own trumpet. I, I'm going to steer away from that topic before it gets a bit blue, <laughs> a bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, we're so glad you're here. And by all means, please do contact the show on Twitter at Team Radmap. But now it's time to hear from Tom Hardy's biggest fan because we do what we do best. We switch over to Monotone Matt. Hello, Rob. Hello, Darren. I hope you're both keeping well and I hope you've both been enjoying the beautiful weather we've been having recently. And I hope you've been enjoying the glorious sport of football and the Euros. It's coming home, lads! It's coming home! Right, so this week you watched the 1994 film Quiz Show, directed by Robert Redford, starring Ralph Fiennes, and is available on Disney+. And my question for you this week is... Actually, I've got two questions. Um, you don't have to answer both of them. I mean, if we're going to be completely honest don't have to answer either of them but I asked them anyway so if you were going to be a mastermind what would be your specialist subject and why and secondly if you could present any quiz show which one would you pick and again why I would pick deal or no deal just to get no Edmonds off our screens He's at his time. He needs to move on. Also, he comes across a little bit slimy, doesn't he? I mean, he might be a nice guy, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I just don't like him. For whatever reason, he just annoys me. Yeah. Get gone, Noel. Get gone. Um, yeah, I do hope you enjoyed this week's film. Um, it was a big, big struggle. There was a lot of crap to go through. And I think this was the bottom of the barrel, if I'm honest. <laughs> so I do apologise. I mean, you might have loved it, for all I know. I'll find out when I listen. Um, 
yeah, the next two letters are alright, I think. But the ones after that, I think they're going to be some right. Like I said last week, there'll be some be some good ones. Yeah. So again, to all our listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, keep up the good works, lads. Speak to you soon. All right, then. <laughs> He's taking a lot of real estate on the show this week, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. So what did he say? Uh, what quiz show would we want to take over? And what would be our mastermind subject? Ooh, I'm going to say yours is probably food. <laughs> or is that too broad? Like, is there, a, I don't know, a French cuisine? Would that be your hot topic? To be totally honest with you, Rob, um, I'd, I'd be happy just being the quiz host on Mastermind because you know I've got such a rubbish memory, I couldn't remember anything. So um, I'm better reading off the cards than answering the questions on them. Okay, so which quiz show would you like to be the host of then? Uh, well, uh, League of Their Own might be good, quite good fun just because of Freddie, uh, Freddie, Freddie Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been on today? Freddie Flintoff. <laughs> You've hit bedrock, Darren. Come uh, here's, on. Here's your... <laughs> Name the dinosaur. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, I was going to go Shaggy. Uh, it's a dog. <laughs> what a great start. Um, Fred Flintoff. I love him. I think he's hilarious. Um, and uh, Jamie Redknapp as well. He's one of my sporting heroes. I can't believe why. Probably because he's always injured like I am. So um, Jamie you know. Redknapp is one of your sporting heroes. I I I just when he when he played for Spurs, I idolised him. I thought he was absolutely amazing. Um. And to be fair, he was married to my schoolboy crush, so, um, you know. Oh, it's not the first time you've mentioned her this week. We were talking about Average White Band Isn't in our group chat, and you went, oh, yeah. Louise covered that. Right? Yeah, yeah no, I did. No one remembers. <laughs> I mean, if there was a Wolves around these days, that's where it would be, in the 99p bin. No one's paying for it. Lovely. Great. Also, Thanks, it, it's, it's this year. It's 2021. No one buys CDs anymore, do they? Do you buy Probably CDs? Not. No. Yeah, me neither. To be brutally honest mm. with you. Um, so for me, what about you? For yeah. me, I think I would go for something like Takeshi's Castle, or <laughs> do these count as quizzes? Are these quiz you'd shows or game or shows? Um, I'd host it. Like, right. Yeah, the Crystal Maze or Takeshi's Castle. Do they count as quiz shows? Or are they game no, shows? Really. Are they game shows? Game, okay. Well, I suppose so. Game shows. The game shows. shows, game shows. Um, okay, then. Fine. Um, I, I don't want to be the weakest link host because I don't really think I'm that mean. Uh, You're too short as well. They probably wouldn't be able to see you above the... I'd have know, a high chair. God. <laughs> um, I suddenly can't think of a single quiz show now. Pointless gets on my nerves. I don't want to do that one. Um, I don't want to do that one where the, is it called the drop? Where it looks like a giant two P machine. Yeah. What about the chase? Uh, I have not seen it. Have you not? No. Um, trying to think of others. Countdown. Um. No. Maybe. Maybe who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Because you can pretend to be really smart, but have. No idea about the questions that you're asking the contestant. But You'd be all right if you had somebody coughing in the uh, audience. <clears throat> Hello, Rob. That's a signal <laughs> that I'm cheating on behalf of the player in front of you. Yeah, see, see my tenuous link there to today's um, film? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, what do Matt, you think of Slumdog Millionaire? Not, not, not seen it. I don't know why you even bother to ask. Uh, why do I do this? To me? It's been a while, to be fair. It's been a while. Um... Of all the questions Matt has asked us, this one is uh, making me really think. So well, let's turn it round. All right. Let's ask. Let's ask Matt next week. Matt, give us your answer to these two questions. What Sh quiz show would you host and why? And oh, what wait, would be wait. your specialist subject? Shall I? Shall I try phoning him? Shall I give that a go? Yeah. Why not? Let's give that a go. He'll go. Sorry, it's gone to voicemail. Um, where's his number? Hang on. Hang on. Wait, we're guessing that. He's probably not going to answer. He'll probably text us saying, "We doing phoning him at work. You know that." Um, <laughs> Says the man that sends all his clips while he's at work. Yeah, okay, so we're going to phone him now. Hang on. It's phoning. Exciting radio, this. Here we go. 
Hey Matt, how you doing? Right. You're not bad. We're recording the podcast, and um, Darren has a question for you. Go on, then. Matt, I was just wondering if you could host any quiz show, what would you host, and what would be your specialist subject if you were the quizzed? I've just realised it's not going to work, Darren, because uh, <laughs> he can't he hear, hear you in my headphones. Oh, <laughs> mate! <laughs> what uh, it's not working. You will have to ask him. I'll ask him then. <laughs> There's you saying, oh yeah, oh, me and Darren aren't very good with technology. Uh, it's, 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 just a, like kind of, it's just like that time of school when you ask me a question in your head. Why, why are you doing this, Matt? Why are you bringing this up? <laughs> um, the the, what was the question, Darren? The question was... The question was what he asked us. Yeah, what, what, what quiz show would he like to host and what uh, would be his specialist subject if he was being quizzed? What qu- quiz show would you be on? As the host. Oh, you already told us, didn't you? Noel Edmonds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Darren, why am I phoning him? <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Oh, Matt, it's been a long one. Come and save us. Does he want to know what What's his specialist my subject? subject would be? Yeah. 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 Specialist um, subject. Probably nothing, because I'm really stupid. Oh, come on. It's got to be Tom Hardy for you, surely. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. What was what did? Oh, here's a quick question for you. Who did Tom Hardy star against in a drama set in Cambridge? Benedict Cumberbatch. What was the film called? Stuart Life Backwards. Year of the film. What's that? What was the year of the film? Oh, oh, you slap. Uh, <laughs> that will be edited out. I cannot put that in the podcast. Yeah, we, we are live. Well, we are live uh, on the podcast. You can edit that, actually. Yeah, I'll put a beep in there. It'll be fine. Okay, ninety-seven. I don't actually know. I was just asking you. Oh, <laughs> Can you just ask him, Rob? I think it's like 2001, 2002. Okay, my producer's in my ear. Hang on. I, I, I'm just curious as to the size of Tom Hardy's inner leg measurement. Um, he's cur- Darren's curious as to the size of Tom Hardy's inner leg measurement. Right, let's put it this way. It's a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Anyway, thank you so much, mate. Good to talk to you as always. <laughs> Love you, bye. Bye-bye. Love you, bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> what we just said about... we should never go off the cuff and stick to the script. And that... <laughs> we have a script. Oh, you're breaking down the fourth wall, Darren. People know now. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah, what's my specialist subject? Oh, by the way, uh, listening to that back in the edit is going to be so much fun. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be pauses um, I'm guessing where... not tech. There's gonna, that's rude. Um, there's going to be pauses in that where you're talking to me and only I can hear that in my headphones, but it won't come out of the mic. So, what, what's going on? Anyway, we'll patch it together. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Matt having real estate on the show there. What about that then? We've just given him some more. Uh, yeah. And he's got like a half hour coming up later, I'm sure of it, so it's fine. Um, my specialist subject, they. I'm going to say bathroom fittings. <laughs> no, no. Oh, there you go. There's one for me. Sub the subway menu. There's mine. <laughs> subway. No, you don't even know about the hash browns on the menu, do you? No, that's no, that was very new to me. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna say mine is the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic okay. Universe. No, I don't, I would be rubbish because I'm just so forgetful. I can watch a film and five minutes later forget all about it. Also, we're 20 minutes into this podcast now, and we are yet to review <laughs> Quiz Show at all. We're 20 minutes in, are we really? We Why haven't we? mentioned it really too much about what we think of it. Anyway, um, we watch Quiz Show. Nice to speak to you all. See you next week. Bye-bye. Uh, come back, come back, come back. Wait, wait, wait. We've, we've still got some time <laughs> to go. Um, so this film start, is about Queensborn Herbie Stemple, played by John Turrito. Uh, He becomes an unlikely hero after winning America's beloved game show, 21. When the network decides to bring in more telegenic... telegenic uh, It's not working today, is it, Darren? Uh, They want to bring in a telegenic contestant, the waspish Charles Van Doren, played by Ralph Fiennes. Uh, Stemple takes aim at the show, announcing that his game is rigged. The game is rigged. Congressional investigator Dick Goodwin, played by Rob Morrow is brought in to examine the claim that winners were given the answers. Goodwin wrote a book on this, uh, and it's based on true story. Yeah, true story. Also, I kept looking at Rob Morrow and seeing Stephen Mangan. Yes, yeah. Did Yeah, didn't you? He's got that thick brow and that hairstyle, which just reminded me of Stephen Mangan. And the slightly pointy nose. Where do you know Stephen Mangan from? 
um, all kinds of things. A couple of TV series. Um, what was he in that Matt? Pe- Matt uh, not Matt. The Matt LeBlanc thing. I what you was could that? say Matt Latissier. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about episodes there. Opposite yes, Tamsin Gray. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and a couple of other things. <gasps> Did you know they filmed most of that in the UK? Do they? Yeah. It's TV magic for you. Ah, magic indeed. Uh, Matt's got back in touch. He said Stuart Alive Backwards came out in 2000. Oh, my phone's not working now. It doesn't like my fingers. Come on. Hang on. Sweaty fingers. 2007. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have a specialist subject as I'm too stupid. You're not stupid, Matt. I'm sure you have a specialist subject. I'm sure he does. He's not stupid. And like Norwich City, although relevant, modern day Norwich City history, not like pre-2000, I would think. To be fair... The speed in which he was ratting off the answers to those Tom Hardy questions, it would be Tom Hardy. Of course it would. I mean, I don't know anyone else who loves Tom Hardy more than Matt does. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Tom Hardy's in a relationship. Sorry, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sorry, we, we, we have to talk about Quiz Show, and I feel like we're avoiding it slightly. Why is that, Darren? What did you think of this film? I, I, I liked it to begin with, and then I just felt like it was going on forever. Um, it, it took them forever to get to the end. Um, I, I think <laughs> that sounds so silly. Knew... I don't know why. <laughs> but, but the trouble is, we knew right from the start, really, that it was that it was rigged, didn't we? Um, and we knew eventually that Charles would probably come clean that it was rigged and that he was being fed the questions and the answers. And this, it just took so long to get to that point. So I really liked it to start with, and then I thought the last half hour could have been compacted, compressed into about ten minutes. It, it was it, it started really well and just got really dull and boring. And I was just sort of sitting there waiting for it to come on, get to the point, get to the bit we all know is going to happen, and then eventually it does. And um, yeah, so yeah, it, it 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 offered so much and just deflated at the end, really. You sound you? like a football manager that has just seen his team thumped at home and is being forced to answer questions to the press. Mate, I'm a Spurs fan. That happens every <laughs> week. Uh, yeah, we played well. We lost the ball too often. Eventually, a goal came in, and uh, now I'm my job's on the line. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we um, knew if we kept letting them attack, they'd eventually score and we'd lose the game. But we just kept letting them attack. Again, Spurs. Yeah. Oh, you missed out some exciting news earlier. Did I? Yeah. Did you know that the She-Hulk TV uh, TV show that's been produced by Marvel Studios... Jamila Jamil. Yeah, she's playing Titania, the villain. And every time I hear that, I hear that song, Titanium. You know the one? Yep. yep. You know the one? Yep. How's it go? Titanium. (laughs) One day you're going to (laughs) bite... Um, yeah, the, I'm trying to get Darren to sing on the podcast because he claims to hate musicals. Yeah, his first example in the group chat the other day about something was Evita. So whatever. Evita. What was that about? Evita. Yeah. Why did you mention Evita? I can't remember. Oh, see, I've got uh, my memory. I can't honestly remember what we were talking about. How do we review things, Darren, about notes? <laughs> <laughs> like I say, I write down loads of notes. Ah. I've no idea what I watched yesterday. I'm just reading off a bit of paper. Um, okay, so I'll, I better give this some review as well. Um, I liked that 1950s aesthetic of New York City. It reminded me yes. of of um, another film we watched recently, The King of Comedy. Yep. And I wonder, in a weird universe, if is it Rupert Pipkin? Pupkin? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Pipkin, I, pump, pip, yeah. I don't know why I'm asking. You just told me you've got a terrible memory. Um Robert De Niro's. I, I could go back through my notes. <laughs> oh yeah, quick, quick, scroll back. H I J K. I think it's King Rupert Pupkin. Pupkin. Yeah. Pupkin. I reckon he'd be friends with Herbie Stemple. Yeah. I can see them two getting along quite well. Um, yeah, I. It had everything you wanted, I suppose. I mean, I felt the acting was kind of faultless. I didn't see a problem with any of them, really. 
I think. I'll tell you what, um, I thought um, Ralph Fiennes' voice seemed a bit odd. Lord Voldemort, bit, yeah? Too, yeah, well, this is it. I, I wrote that down. Ralph, Charles, all I could think of was Voldemort. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought he found sounded a bit too posh, like he was trying to put the poshness on too much. Hi, I'm Charles Van Doren. Um, yes, I'm an American, Charles. but you can't tell because my accent is so darn posh and tasty. I'm Charles Van Doren. Not, not far off that. That's Thank you very pretty much. Pretty good, to be fair. Yes. What can I say? I've been practicing. <laughs> I haven't been practicing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I did think this was a good example of... Um, Johnny Toroto. Oh, I can never say his bloody name. Toturo. Toturo, yeah. No, you had trouble when we watched um, that film the other week, didn't we? Oh, brother, where art thou? He was in that and you couldn't pronounce his name then either. I called him Johnny T. Johnny T, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I felt this was a good example of him showing us his acting chops because he's gone from that character in Oh, brother, where art thou to this one where he... he I don't know. He, there's, a, there's something about him that... Um, well, they allude to it. They say he has psychiatric help. So there's definitely something going on in his head. I wonder if he was slightly on the scale somewhere. I, I'm i going to say that too. There, I would say there were there was an argument to say he was autistic. But at the time, yeah. obviously, they just thought you were crazy. They didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say in, in a modern day perspective, yeah, he could probably be considered on some kind of autistic spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was good. I thought mm. he was very, very good. Um, the little mannerisms he had as well and things. Um, although, well, as it turns out, they taught him the mannerisms of, of mopping his brow and the little the facial things. It was all I'm part of it. I don't wipe my brow. I pat my brow as to not smear yeah. it. Yeah. Dab um, it. Dab it. <laughs> Dabbing before it was a thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked uh, the, the Jack Barry presenter character. I never did look to find out if that was a real presenter or one they made up for the film to take the place of a real life one. But yeah, thought he did good. He did well. Um, yeah, the double take when the guy got the question right that he was expecting to get wrong. So, he, what, he, no. he played that really well. Yeah, like, what? No, no. Oh, no. Now did I've you say whatever the answer was? Did you say? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did say that? <laughs> it's like that moment you switch <laughs> off for just a moment. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, to be able to act a double take must be quite hard because you only really get that double take look if if you genuinely, genuinely do it. Don't you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, like you see he Baron... acted it out actually really quite well. I thought I thought he did. I thought that was great. That just yeah, that made me chuckle a little bit. That's why they actors, and that's why we ain't. Did you see, that's, that's you see? right. <laughs> I don't know why I've got ding da ding 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 in my head now. <laughs> And if you know that, Arvis, yes, that come was on. number one in the seventies, you know, by the Wurzels. Of course, you know that, don't you? Of course, you know that. <laughs> that was literally on the radio yesterday. That's oh, why I know enough, that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this film is about a quiz show that's rigged that gets a new face for marketing purposes. That's the film in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, Herbie didn't look pretty. Therefore, we got Herbie off our screens. Yeah, Charles yeah. looked pretty. Therefore. Hi, I'm we'll Charles. In front of the I'm, camera. I'm taking a gap year from being Lord Voldemort to uh, enter a quiz show. I don't know why I'm playing for money. I've got magic powers. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the aesthetic. I like the acting. Uh, maybe the story did go on for a bit too long. Uh, oh, so you've got this um, dualism, haven't you, between a guy who's really poor that needs the money, who invests it badly... And then he's desperate to make money, so he's got that conflict of a guy who comes from wealth, doesn't make much money but then himself. You have no sympathy. You have no sympathy for him because he's cheated to get it. Yeah, although and then he gets annoyed that it gets taken away from him. The, you know, the chance to earn the money will make you were cheating anyway. So you know. Okay, so he he asks he asks the question: If you were offered twenty five thousand pounds to cheat on a game show, would you do it? Probably. Of course you would. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I'm not in a position yeah. to turn down £25,000, unfortunately. But then if that's the case, you can't get stroppy when your time is up. That's true. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, if, you if made I enough money fake... off the show. Yeah. And you invested badly. So at the end of the day, you knew what you were letting yourself in for. 
the gripe you should hold is the one with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, keep talking. I'm looking something up. <laughs> oh, you've broken the fourth wall there, Darren. They think we're doing this naturally. All of our seven listeners think we're doing this naturally. Yeah. Um, there you go. I found it. Right. So what have you found? Herb, Herbie was basically a fake quiz genius, wasn't he? They were feeding him the answers. They were feeding him the questions and feeding him the answers. So he knew what he was doing and he was making a good earning off it. And then it all went wrong. There is actually a real life footballer that did exactly that called Carlos Kaiser, who faked being a footballer to earn bucket loads of money. Um, and over about 15 year career, I'm actually looking at it now. Over a 15-year career, he didn't play a single league game for anybody because he'd always he'd always act injured. He'd say he was injured. I can't play, I'm injured. Oh, I've got this injury. And yet he stayed with clubs for a year or two and then they'd get rid of him to another club, I'll let. And then he'd, well, he'd pass the medical and he'd get through and then, then he'd suddenly become injured so he couldn't play. But he wanted the lifestyle and he wanted the money. So yeah, called Carlos Kaiser, who did very similar... But as a footballer, how do you think you could fake being a footballer? I mean, even in training, they'd know you were rubbish. Do you know what I mean? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, he managed to fake being a footballer. There's I a mean, whole documentary on it. That sounds really interesting, actually. I mean, yeah, fair play I've, I've never to seen the documentary. You live that con. That's fantastic. Yeah. That reminds me of something else. Um, actually, when I was at uni, Matt recommended I watch this documentary on BBC iPlayer, I think it was. And it's called The Great Hip Hop Hoax. It was a documentary film by Jeannie Finley. It's about a Scottish hip hop duo called Syllable and Brains who pretended to be Americans to secure a quarter of a million record deal with Sony. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're Scottish, but they pretended to be from California. And they lived in characters and the accent for like a year or two. I think <laughs> it was. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that was amazing because they came down to London and they performed to a record company in their native accents, in their native tongues, and they got rejected. They got laughed out of the building. They were called the Rapping Proclaimers, and this really annoyed them. So they came back in this guise of uh, Californian hip-hop stars from the skater scene, and it worked, and they got a record deal. <laughs> and, um, yeah, when I was doing student radio, I was so amazed by what I'd seen, and also part of the documentary shows you uh, one half of the duo, Brains McLeod, playing in a pub opposite my uni. So I figured if he can go there, so maybe he'll come onto my student radio show. And he did. And it was amazing. Um, yeah, we're really off topic here, but that that's another great example of people um, doing whatever faking they can. It. We're not really off topic. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're faking it, basically, yeah. which is what Herbie was doing, faking it. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you who else fakes it, but I don't know if you want to go down that road. Um <laughs> Um, if you'd like to appear on the show for real, don't fake it. Send us a voice message to teamradmap at gmail.com because we need to hear from you. We really do. This show is your show. We're here for you to entertain you, put a smile on your face because we're cheek, cheeky, we're chappies. We're chappies. I'm chappy. That's a good film. I'm not sure what I'm talking about, Darren. But anyway, let's hear from the critics because they get paid to review films. We don't yet. I mean, if you want to sling us a fiver, by all means do. We won't stop you. Um, Oh, Darren, sorry, we forgot the guy you were talking about earlier. The guy, I think his name is Charles Ingram, who was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, who actually oh, yeah. is the guy you're referring to, who had someone in yeah. the audience coughing for him. Was he a sergeant? I think it was Sergeant Captain, Charles. Captain, wasn't he? Captain. Oh, El Capitan. Yeah, he I'm won sure Who Wants Captain. to Be a Millionaire by cheating. I might be wrong, but I don't know. Captain, Captain is just there in the back of my mind. El Capitano. El Capitan. Have a quick Google. Have a quick Google. I will. I will. I will. So uh, bring it back when you're ready. But here's what the critics said about Quiz Show. This is Kim Newman from Empire Magazine. He said it was acutely observed, beautifully performed, uh, lovingly directed. It's a tale of morality that resonates far beyond its 1950s setting. And based on what we've just said, I'd have to agree with him. I think it does resonate because we still see examples of people, um, I don't know if cheating's the right word, but but portraying a different version of themselves to get ahead. I'm going to say that's that's me tiptoeing around the word cheating then, there. Technically, that's what every single actor does. 
portray a different version of themselves to earn bucket loads of money. Okay, you're being meta now, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They're not. They get paid to do that. That's their job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charles I, I, Ingram. Charles Ingram, by the way, was a major. Major, eh? Major Ingram, yeah. All right then. Did he have to give the money back, or did he get to keep oh, it? I can't remember. I don't know. There was a really good docudrama about it, wasn't there? Not that long ago. Um, on the BBC, it was brilliant. I can't remember what happened at the end. You know what my memory's like. We've had this conversation every week. I I, I don't think you can call what you have a memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sieve. I mean, it's a sieve with massive holes in it. Like <laughs> you could pour yeah, like. Yeah. A really thick substance through there, and it was still full through the holes. Like I'm talking treacle or gloopy custard or something. I mean, this is gonna drizzle and drizzle and drizzle. Then you'll be like, <laughs> "Why is there custard all around my feet?" Because I, I, I don't know why. You're, it's actually it's dripping down your body. I mean, this is getting some. My memory, my memory is more like a watering can with a hole at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, David Anson from Newsweek says. Quiz show is superbly shot by Michael Bauhaus, and the acting ensemble could hardly be better. Um, Ollie, I don't think, I think it's that's spot on. Yeah, I like it. It was beautifully shot. It's a very um, suave-looking film, very akin to, like I said before, the King of Comedy and that kind of thing. I didn't yeah. hate this film. No, 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 I agree. And when I do hate a film, I, I moan about it a lot. I mean, if you listen back to some of our episodes, you'll just hear me moaning about things. Oh, this film's so rubbish. It's like a man um, enjoying himself in front of a mirror, you know? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and then we move on to Don Shanahan from Every Movie Has a Lesson. Uh, he says, uh, while extremely made, the movie is essentially the grandest Sorry, I got I got distracted by an ice cream van again. Um, while extremely well made, the movie is essentially the grandest story possible of a loud slap on the wrist. Yeah. I mean, that's very well put. I don't have anything to dispute against um, these critics this week. I I agree. It's a it's a very it's a wiggling of the a waggling of the finger to say you've done very naughty. You're you're a very naughty boy. You're not the Messiah. Well, nothing really bad became of NBC for doing it, did it, at the end. They're still one of the biggest companies out there, aren't they? Yeah. In the world. In the world. Yeah. 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 Moving on. But now, yeah, right. it, oh, no, I was going to move on, but no, continue. What, are you gonna, what were you going to say? It's, it's, it's an okay movie. It's certainly not a bad movie. It was good actors, good acting, well shot, looked good, but they just... They're, I'm just finding it hard to talk about. There's not much to talk about. It's like um, being offered a kale smoothie when you could have a chocolate milkshake next to you. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, this is okay, but it's not Ghostbusters or Back to the Future, is it? No way. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it's like going into a library and hearing someone go, shh. Whereas where you really want to be is in a music arena going, yeah, come on. Or a football stadium. It's like England scoring the opening goal of the Euros against... Who do we play? I forgot. Croatia. Against Croatia. Whereas this film's more like Scotland losing 2-0 at home to Czechoslovakia. Oh no, it's not. They haven't been called that in years. The Czech Republic. <laughs> yeah, you called them that the other day, didn't you? Czechoslovakia. Uh, Slovakia, they are. You called them the Czechs. One of you, either you or Matt, called them the Czechs. On the, but it was like Slovakia, not Czechoslovakia. Just I called Slovakia. them the Czechs. Yeah, and that's Slovakia. It, no, that, that, that's two people. That's two different countries now. And we're talking about a different game, then, aren't we? Yeah, there's Czech Republic and Slovakia. They're separate. Yes, yes. But you called Slovakia the Czechs. I'm sure you did. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. The Czechs scored this a worldie this... against Scotland, is what I said. Oh yeah. Where did you get Slovakia from? Oh, they played Poland the other night, didn't they? Slovakia are in it. Yeah. Yeah, they beat yeah. Poland. 
Anyway, yeah, we're, right. we're, we're really off topic here, Darren. We're so far off topic. We've moved <laughs> into a different podcast. Um, <laughs> let's get back to it. Come on. Uh, now it's time for the quiz show without a name. The movie review show that enjoys a good flick, but sometimes walks popcorn into the pocket. Into the pocket. Oh, dear. Dear, oh, me. Dear, oh, me. Dear, oh, me. <laughs> I think we we need to operate at a reasonable temperature. I mean, I have a fan, but I turned it off because it sounds like an aerodrome. Uh, We're going to play a quiz. It's going to be five questions, and Darren's going to do his best to answer them. That's the gist of it. Here comes the intro to that. Hopefully. Let's press that button now. Yeah, that's right. Playing today is contestant number one. What's your name and where are you from? From? Oh, God. Where are you from, Darren? <laughs> my, my name's Darren. Thanks for reminding me of my name, Oz. Um, and I'm from anywhere and everywhere. Okay, you described yourself as God there, did you? No. You're everywhere and anywhere? Oh, yeah, I see where you're coming from, actually, yeah. You're giving yourself God-like status there. Well, last week I was the God of the quiz. I'll see that happening this week. I don't think so this week. Okay, here comes number one. Question number one. Which 1955 film won the Academy Award for Best Picture? Oh, was it Marla? Maya? Marla? <laughs> you're, in, you're so close. I'm going to be so horrible and not give it to you because I need the correct no. answer. Don't know. One more guess. Marlin. Okay, if I, I'll give you a clue. Back to the Future. Oh, Marty. Marty. Yeah, I couldn't give you Marla. Like, that's a bit too far off. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, you got one. Oh, Come so quick. close. So close, first off, I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> um, this is a question. This is number two in the quiz. How many pairs of chromosomes do humans have? <laughs> it's in the movie. It counts. Um, I gave this as an answer last week. 74. Oh, oh. No, there are 23 pairs making 46 altogether. Okay. Uh, yeah, when he's sitting in the restaurant talking to the exec, he's like, he says to the waiter, give me a number. The waiter gives him 23. Then he lists off, lists off loads of facts about 23 that he apparently knows the answer to. Um... Okay, here's question number three. Name the famous New York building that is home to NBC Studios. Well, it looked like the Empire State Building. Oh, no! No, that's incorrect. It's 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Uh, It's not uncommon for tourists to get those buildings mistaken for each other. Was it not? Yeah. Have you ever seen 30 Rock? No. That's good. Tina Fey stars in it, writes it, directs it, produces it. Yeah, go see it. Um, so what have you got? One out of five? <laughs> I don't know. We don't have five questions yet, have we? <laughs> I mean, well, so far you have one out of five. Uh, can you name... This is question number four, by the way. Can you name the car that Dick Goodwin is looking at in the showroom at the start of the film? Oh. Cadillac. Are you like American car? I know it's an American car. I'm going to say Cadillac. Is that your final answer? answer. Cadillac. Oh, no! Oh, damn it. It's a Chrysler 300. A 1958 Chrysler 300. Yeah. Also, 300 is written all over the walls, by the way, at the start of the film. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, I wonder if that was early product placement. Who knows? (laughs) Um, Question number five. Albert Freedom went on to work for which adult publication? Uh, Penthouse or Playboy. Which Penthouse. one is it, Darren? Penthouse. Obviously, that's one you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible, isn't it? We're running out of time and you've already won. Oh, you haven't won. I mean, you made it through the quiz is what I meant to say. Hey.
Yeah, that's the gong to signify that the quiz show is over. And you scored two out of five. You answered correctly that the film that won the 1955 Best Academy Award picture film movie place thing was Marty. And thank you. You appear to know your adult magazines very well because you answered correctly with Penthouse. I don't know what that is. Is that an architecture uh, magazine? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a magazine about the top floor building. Top floor of a building. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing, Darren. You've been a wonderful contestant. Uh, now, let's head back over to our glorious canary boy. We'll be here half an hour of this one. I, I just know it. Let's be having your polyphonic, Matt. Where are you? Right, so next week, with the letter R in mind, I finally found a film that neither of you have seen. Took me forever, but I did it. Just. Is the 2015 film Revenant, which is available on Amazon Prime, starring the two powerhouses that are Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. If I'm honest, I'm extremely excited just to post some photos of Tom Hardy on the social media. I've got tons to go through. Um, yeah, I hope you both enjoy it. I mean, Rob, we know that Darren won't because he's a massive hipster. And anything that wins awards, he absolutely hates and detests. So yeah, next week's listen should be a good one. Um, I hope you have a good week and uh, continue supporting the lads. And like I said before, it's coming home! Yeah, so next week we're watching a bareback movie called Revenant, yeah? <laughs> it's that... not coming home, by the way. Don't get drawn into all that rubbish, Matt. It's not coming home. Why? Because we're England. Well, we, we can win things. It's coming home. It's coming home. That's really creepy. It's coming. I'm... Football's coming home. Say that again, but say Tom Hardy instead of football. Because Matt will <laughs> love that. He'll, he'll really love that. <laughs> So, yeah, old um, Leo DiCaprio did quite a bit of um, hard work studying for this film, didn't he? Did he? What did, what did he have to study? Didn't he... He, uh, it wasn't, he, he, he ate raw animals or something, didn't he? Or the animals that he eats in the film, that he portrays as eating in the film, he did it properly. And I'm, I'm sure he stayed outside in the freezing cold for... A stupid amount of time to get used to what it would feel like in those temperatures. So he, he properly went into the method acting side of thing and and got properly into the character. I need to read up more on that, but yeah, he he worked his ass off to get into character for this, so it should be pretty good. And yeah, it won loads of awards. So yeah, you're gonna yeah, hate man, it. I'll probably hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio, and this is Born Survivor. I'll tell you what though, it's not. It's not one of the films that I saw that I thought, no, I'm not interested in that. It's always been one of them, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I. So, we'll yeah, we'll see. So, if we start watching this film now, we're just report, recording the podcast as we speak. Oh, that makes no sense to anyone listening, does it? Because they're, they're listening to it back. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday the 15th of June. So, if I start watching this film now, by the time next Tuesday gets here, I'll have finished it, yeah? Just about, Is yeah. it that long? About four days long, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we're talking about quiz show today. That's what we are. We're trying to anyway. We uh, we fobbed you off for the last fifty minutes. So, <laughs> Darren, it's time to bring in the scores. What what are you ranking this film? How did you rate it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a two because like I say it wasn't awful, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't good. Like we said, like we said again, and we keep saying the same thing because it's all there is to say. Good actors, well acted, looked good. Decent true life story, but just a bit meh, really. So two. Two. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't realise it was a true story when I started watching it, but I did no, I find out uh, the end credits. I thought they were quite interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's not how you review a film, is it? Yeah, yeah the end credits <laughs> were very interesting. They they were good. Fast forward to the end. Yeah, you need to get to... Hang on. I've got it on here right now. Hang on. Yeah, if you get to two hours and eight minutes, 31 seconds, you know, that's a good time to watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't I hate the first it. first half hour was good. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I liked Rob Morrow's character. 
Um, yeah. Dick Goodwin, I thought, yeah, he was good. Um, yeah, the acting was fine. Aesthetically, it was pleasing. But as um, Shanahan said earlier, that critic Rob, was it Don Shanahan? Yeah, he said it was like the biggest slap on the wrist movie ever. I mean, well, he's probably not wrong. And I agree no. with that. So I'm going to give this film, I'll give it a three. I'll be a bit more generous. So that gives it a two and a half score from us. Oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, it was hard to talk about this one, to be fair, wasn't it? But yeah. last week's was great. We we talked a lot about it last week. And I'm um, sure if anyone's listening to this, they'll realise we've probably spoken for about 10 minutes on this film today. <laughs> I mean, I didn't I just, hate it. It just wasn't that interesting. Like I said, it was more of a boring protein bar when I really wanted some galaxy milk chocolate. But this guy cheats, gets kicked out. Next guy cheats, gets found out. Film over. If That's it. there was an Eddie Guerrero version, I'd be all over that. Because he Eddie lies. Guerrero? Yeah, he lies. <laughs> well, he did lie. Lies, he cheated. Exactly. Yeah. That's Mamacita. it. Loved Eddie Guerrero. Viva la raza. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for today. You've made it to the that's end it. of the podcast. Thank you so much Two for joining us. Two hours 36 us. minutes, by the way, Revenant. Two hours 36, oh, not as long good. as I thought. You've been listening to Rob and Darren Made a Podcast. We've been reviewing a quiz show. We'll see you again next time. Say goodbye, Darren. Goodbye, Darren. There you have it. All done. Right. You know how, like, I do write notes every week of what I want to say and, and things to remind me of what happened. And like, I barely wrote a thing about this because there was nothing to write down. Yeah. There was just, there, there was nothing. I probably should have said that on the podcast, but it, yeah, it just, it, it wasn't an awful film. It just, there was just nothing happened. I can leave this in as an Easter egg. Not an Easter egg. And after our oh, post-credit scene, we can have one of those. No one will tell the difference. Yeah. Just don't swear, because then I've got to bleep you out, and that's a bleeping pain in the bleep. You know. Fine. Yeah. I won't swear. It All wasn't right, that bad. That I need to swear at it. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Listen to another episode. Have fun. Let us know. Bye. Bye.